Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome to the, well, it's Judd's Hockey Podcast for now. It doesn't really, that's not important. That's, that's not, not important. It doesn't matter. No, it's not, does, does not matter because here's what does. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Declan, Lindsay, it's time. The Wild needs to bail. They need to bail out. I've seen enough. I saw it. I went to the Calgary game. I mean, they outscored Montreal and Florida with bad goaltenders 12-2, to 2, and people were like, oh, they're back. They might be back. But anyway, Calgary, superior Western Conference team. Mm-hmm. The Sharks, superior Western Conference team. We've now seen enough since the solid, well, not the great start, but the they had a bad start, but it was very brief, and then they got hot. And they, I believe, were as high as second in the Western Conference. But in the past 16 games or so, we've seen enough. It's time to bail. And I'm not saying try and save the season. I'm saying get out. Paul Fenton, get out. Go ahead. I, my I quite, you, you, we yeah. were, we're a week removed from you saying they're back. They're back. That was a week. I thought it was two, two weeks. Ago. Well, two shows. Well, that was pre, again, that was a fortnight pre, now. That was pre holiday season, Judd. I like Fortnite. For, That's a great term. I, I no, saw that on saying, Twitter. Wrong, you you, but I was you wrong. spelled the game exactly right. But I was. <laughs> thanks a lot. But I was wrong. I was wrong, and I'm willing to admit I was wrong. And I'm not even. I'm not even mad. I'm not saying this like I'm pissed off. I'm just saying. That Fenton has, you know, he's probably done the smart thing, right? Come in here, observe the roster, see see what you've got. But I think we've seen enough by this point, and it certainly doesn't help that Dumb is hurt, but we've seen enough now that I think the smartest move is to start trading pieces off. Heck, get bad, get a higher draft pick, get prospects, get draft picks, because this team's going nowhere. They just aren't. I agree. But my question to you is that, Maybe Leopold is getting a little more warm to the idea of trading some pieces away since they've had a rough couple of weeks. And then Declan and I were just looking at the upcoming schedule through mid-January. It's a buzzsaw. They're, they're going to have a ton of Central Division games. They have, a, they have an East Coast swing against a bunch of those teams that are doing pretty well on the East Coast. This could get bad really quickly. But my question to both of you is who do you think Leo, Leopold would be okay Like. Who's okay to trade? Who's untouchable in his eyes? Not in ours, but like in his eyes. So who's untouchable or who? Well, like, who would, for him, like who, who, who would he be willing to part with that Fenton could maybe convince him of moving? I, I think it starts with Coyle. Coyle's the easiest one to get rid mm-hmm. of. Well, I think Coyle could be traded. Yeah, yeah, he could mm-hmm. be today. Well, especially since they have a couple like games up saying, against Boston. My guy would be Stahl, but you've got to trade Stahl. You're, Stahl you're, wants to, you're, and, you're still in on that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to trade Stahl. And if Stahl wants to come back here... When, when the contract's done, and you can sign up to a reasonable short-term contract again if, uh, for next year, if that's what you want to do, which I don't think that you would, but let's say that you did. I think that's fine. But you've got to start trading assets that can get you things back. And Craig has to realize, I mean, okay, 
at some point in time, they're going to get hot again, right? It always happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's they, natural. They're going to get hot again, yeah. and then we're going to be like – but the more you watch this team and the more you watch the goaltending and the more you watch the entire thing, they're going nowhere. I thought Dubnik actually played well last night. They're going no, but I'm saying mm-hmm. in, yes, in, in the grand as a package. Yes. yes, no, they're not going to be able yeah, to string like last it all night together. Matter. I'm just saying no. in the grand in the grand scheme of things, they're just going okay. Best case, they sneak into a playoff spot. At best and where case, do, and, <laughs> and, and where it's like that, last wild card. And where does and that get you? Yeah. yeah, and it's down to I'm, the like nitty gritty. I'm not even. I'm not coming at this podcast as being like mad about it. I was wrong. Like I thought that that uptick was. Sort of impressive, and I thought, well, perhaps I I was wrong then. And I, mm-hmm. the more I see this, though, the reality is, okay, last wild card bounced in the first round. That take that gets you nowhere. I agree. What was most disturbing for me in that game last night was how bad defensively, and not just like zone, but like the defenseman played. Ryan Suter is not the same, and that's fine. We can't expect him to. Be, but he, they, that was a career-threatening well, injury, wasn't it? Last when he broke his leg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ankle, and yeah. and by the way. Now, now that Matt's out, he's pl- he's playing a ton. Right, like he's playing way. Yeah. He's right, a, these are abusive minutes. He's <laughs> yes. playing. Yeah. You know who would be really helpful? It's really bad. Scandella. These are where these minutes yes. were a year ago. We ha- the Wild had this stable of defensemen, and now it is so depleted that now one of the younger Dumba, who's a younger guy who eats a lot of minutes, who has a lot of upside for them. Once he goes out, all of a sudden Paterin's playing every other shift, and I like Paterin. I think he's a good defenseman, good third pair defenseman. Yeah. But holy crap, last night. It was bad. I, I was flabbergasted that when Dumba goes out, Brodeen takes his spot on the power play. The guy that rarely shoots the puck accurately, never, never ever can drop a clap like Dumba can, and you replace him with Brodeen. Where did Brodine. they put him exactly on the they power put, play? They put, once Dumba went out, they just they had kept everyone together, but they slid Brodeen into Dumba's spot. In his spot. In his spot. Uh-huh. And, and Brodeen can't, like his... His MO is not shooting the puck. Yeah. That's not his, that's not his thing. I don't know why you would try. If if anyone try something else, especially at this point in the season, try try a Nick Sealer there. Mm-hmm. Try anyone. I don't even care. Some people might laugh at saying, "What are you, you're gonna put a third pairing defenseman right on the first power play unit?" Uh, it's better than Jonas Brodin. Yeah, I, I would give at least give it. You a could shot. even make a case that Spurgeon's better on that wing yes. part right there than Brodin because yeah. at least Spurgeon is a little bit better of a of a disher. But this whole thing is is all about like short term fixes yes. and attempts. Right. And my and my point now is. If you're Fenton, start to bail out. And like, I, get out. Get back. At least – and just get bad. Just you, miss the playoffs and miss them convincingly. And I don't think you're going to get as bad as Chicago. I don't think you can. I don't know you could. But I think you could <laughs> certainly compete in the lottery system, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. For a really good draft pick. And that's what you need to do. It doesn't take that long to turn a team around. No. But but as, as we've seen now for, what, six consecutive years of making the playoffs and not getting past the second round, right. you can remain in quicksand for a long time. This team is stuck in quicksand, and now they're just basically going down in it. Right, because they're picking mid-round mid, uh, draft picks in the first round and every other round following it. And it's obviously you have a higher chance when you have a higher pick, but they haven't hit on anyone in a long time. Oh, no, no. They no. haven't really – like Greenway <laughs> and Cunning, they're not up to where they need to be. They're still young, but like – other than them, like who's in that yeah, middling part? Like well, Eck, Eck you know, barely. Uh, I was going to say, but Eck, barely. And Eck, Eck yeah, is. I'm, I'm losing faith. Oh there. yeah, 
We missed like, that. That's the, that's our most recent and that's one. Brock yeah, I'm I'm always going to yeah. compare him you to Brock Besser. Hometown boy. You I'm passed. Always going to we're always going to compare him to them. And Brock Besser will be like the Steph Curry pick for the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It'll be like yeah, we almost Rubio. had we almost had him. Right, but I think when 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 you want to get short term value backs, I was against trading Stall just a week ago because I thought if you take away Stall and, and if Koivu was out, then then you just have absolutely no depth down the middle. Conan's come up and played pretty well, so mm-hmm. Conan can probably play some center if needed. Greenway, who has is in this Charlie Coyle role of which position is. He, which I Keep they can't stand, yeah, he's but a center. right, mm-hmm. but I, so I think you're starting to see that yes, you could get short term value back if you traded a stall, if you traded a Brodeen. I'm still convinced that the only piece that maybe gets you back to being somewhat good again, or if, or if you're going to trade a piece to get good again, it's Granlin. You got you're saying co- he has the most return right yes. now. Yeah, you got like that. I don't know if he gets traded mid season. I still don't know if he does, mm. but that's the guy that's going to bring you back something. Spurgeon and, would too, right? And, and I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, w- I, it would be less, but you, arguably you could make that the more valuable piece considering how bad the, de- the defense has played lately. So I think lo- logistically, if you're going to make an in-season trade and, and after this trade freeze ends in the next few days, I think it's Coil and Stahl. I think those are two guys that you can probably count on by the deadline, probably being the most likely to be moved, in my opinion. Do you think they'll actually be moved? Uh, I would... Definitely one of them. For sure one of them, if not both. Nino or Coyle gets moved for sure, but the problem is, <sighs> what do you get back for? Yeah, right. what do you get back for, yeah, what do you get back for Nino? Especially with Nino's case, because he signed a bigger contract last year. He's got four years. He's, he's in year two of a five-year mm-hmm. deal. But what I, don't want oh. them, but I, what I don't want them to do, what, the only thing that, that would make me mad is if they make a trade intended to help them this year. Now. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. No. Like, that's not going to – if they do that, they, my faith in Fenton – Goes way down. Yeah, I, I think he's smarter this than isn't that. that team. Yeah, and they he went through that rebuild with Nashville where he had a bunch of he had they had the Shea Weber contract in which they were baited into signing by yeah. Philly. Remember when they signed that yeah. offer sheet? Yeah. Well, because like, and because years, come here, right? And you're right, right. Yeah. And so he's no stranger to bad contracts and trying to work around them. It's just a question of I don't think the Wild have any. He was able to fleece Montreal and be like Shea Weber still has it. I don't think they have anyone on the roster that you could really pull any wool over anybody's exactly. eyes. That we, that you could say like, hey, I'm not saying they're going to get PK Subban by any by any means, right. but to get not that, like that. to get that type of dis- disparate value or anything of value, that I don't think they have anyone on the roster and, that they can make a case for. And what's intriguing is in the summer when Fenton was dangling these players and he was getting lowballed, right? So that's why I said, you know what. I'll wait and I'll watch this blow up. Yep. Well, now the question has the value of those players risen since mm-hmm. the season has started? Has it risen at all? No, but a guy like Stahl now, who who you probably didn't try and trade, if is, you if you take Eric Stahl to market, and the, the deadline I believe is February twenty fifth, but if you take him to market, you can offer him as a second line center to a playoff team. Mm-hmm. That's a valuable piece. He, like he's he could arguably you. be the biggest UF or biggest like trade deadline piece that he could be that corner absolutely. Stone. For this year, for Absolutely. Sure. So mm-hmm. if you take him and dangle him to four teams, you're going to do pretty well, I think. Coyle, Nino, I have no clue. Like, Coyle, I'm not going to give you – and by the way, Coyle now is back to being Charlie. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. had that great game or two where he was centering. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is we always get sucked in, or, or we did it one time. You know, Charlie's playing great at center now. Well, now he's not. Move Charlie back to wing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Charlie's great at wing. Well, now he's not. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of pieces on this team mm-hmm. that are going to get you a ton. But I do believe that you you now have enough to start to at least be comfortable in saying, I'll dismantle what I can. So my question is to you is that do you take 
because Joe Sackett kind of he's the GM of the Colorado Avalanche, and he kind of went through a similar situation with Matt Duchesne a couple years ago, in which he waited, he waited through the summer, he waited through the deadline, and they didn't move him, and all of a sudden they. They, he actually got lucky with that deal that he went with Ottawa because they're dumb. <laughs> but honestly, he could have gotten more for Duchesne. Oh, yeah. Do you think that they're like? What if they sit on their hands? Do you think that that, that their value decreases even more? Do you think you they have to make a trade? I think Duchesne was an interesting piece uh, to try and trade because he's not a great guy. Yeah, his, his attitude was like the he was issue. singing after the game. Yeah, what a fraud! He was yeah. in the band. <laughs> what a fraud. But I think Stahl's a really good guy. Right. Like I think Stahl. He's a family dude. Stall. Let's just say that Stall and this this. I don't want to have a big conversation about this because it doesn't matter at this point. Stall should be the captain of this team. Mm-hmm. Like he is that type of guy. Mm-hmm. So I think if you take Stall, shop him around, and the most important thing though is it has to be to a team that can use him as its number two center. Right. Like he's not a top line. He he is here, but he's not. Right. But if you can use him as a second line center to a good playoff team. Oh yeah. What There's team value. do you think and, he would and he's fit a good in with? Guy. What, okay, so let's 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 extrapolate the Eric Stahl like the theory right now. Who needs what a team? Center? What team? Well, I know, Most but like, but which team? Yeah, sure. But like, is it a Tampa Bay? Is it I, a Buffalo? Is it like Buffalo I, might be because they're up yeah, there, possibly. you know, and they have a ton of draft picks. They're, and they're super young, right? young, and they're young. Yep. I mean, yeah, Declan, that's a good example. What do you, Declan? What are you, where do you think he'd be likely to? I mean, just anybody who would be interested in him, other than everyone. I think I th- I don't know if they trade him in division. I don't know if they do that. Not, not for this. Contracts year. up. I don't care. You, you don't. You don't give a crap. I don't care where he goes. I, I, I'd be intrigued if he went to a Pacific Division team, like if he went to a Anaheim or even a Calgary, who's playing really good hockey really, this year. Really good at Calgary. Actually. I think so. So I like Judge. You can all look what the Wild give up for Martin freaking Hansel. Yep. So like, imagine. Yeah, but we can't keep that. But a, like, but a mad, but but Judd brings up a point of like center depth. You can never. It's like it's like relief pitching and it's mm-hmm. like pitching in baseball. You can never not have enough of it, right? It, you can always use it. So. I, I think he'd fit in with anyone that's willing willing to listen. He could turn into a Justin Williams type mercenary player in these last few years of his career. And hey, I, I think he would kill it. And good I, for him. Yeah, I yeah. really think. That's I awesome. think I don't think his skills have diminished enough where it wouldn't warrant that type of treatment for him. Back to your suitor point, LB. For mm-hmm. both of you, what do you do at this point? I mean, the contract's the contract. Yeah, it's not going it. away, and and he's going, and he's not. I mean, we could talk about the drop off, and I don't know if it's going to come back at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Uh, what what do you what do you guys do about him? Because I mean, he needs to number one play less. Mm-hmm. Like you can't this whole thing of well, he's so positionally sound and he loves to play and he's willing to play. It, it's pie in the sky. It's not that's not him now. Mm-hmm. Like he tries, I believe he tries. But what do you guys do to try and get as much from him as you possibly can? Well, you, I think you have to take the long view on it. Is that yeah, I remember we're only in December right now, and just think of how many minutes he's already played after returning from that injury. He may be fine now, but what's he going to be like in February or March after he has a few more miles under his tires for the year? That's what I'm worried about because obviously him and Zach Breezy have plenty of years left on their contract. I don't want the – if he's going to be here, and, that, and that's fine. We, they signed the contract. That's fine. But they also have to think about keeping Suter fresh for other years, and that's a very long view, but you could – you're gonna have to eat the cap space if you run him into the ground. Look at what happened to Chris Pronger. Same oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when he signed with Philly and he got the concussion, then he never played again. But they had to eat his contract for a while before they dumped it off to the Arizona Coyotes. That's what I'm worried about. So you have to reduce the minutes. But how do you do that with Suter? How do you how do you convince him of Ugh, that, Declan? I, what do you think? And I, I think uh, it's we're so weird because even just a year ago, if you compared. 
Parise and Suter's contract situation, you kind of looked at Suter and you're like, oh, okay. Suter's going to be okay. Yeah, you're fine with it. Suter's going to be okay. Oh, yeah, at the Mm -hmm. time, absolutely. Right? And Mm -hmm. now, fast forward a year later, all of a sudden, Zach Parise is back to a Mm -hmm. degree. And Ryan Suter now, it's like, uh uh-oh. Now we're we're really handicapped to the other guy, which puts them in a really difficult position. So, especially when you lose defensemen like Dumba and, and, and that puts the burden on him to play more mm-hmm. minutes, that's just that's gonna be a terrible idea. Right. I don't know if that's a Fenton sits down with Boudreaux and just says, You can't do like you can't play him this much and, and Suter is Who such Who are they gonna play that? I don't think it's Donna. Boudreaux though. Yeah. I think you gotta sit down with uh Ryan. number twenty. Mm-hmm. I think this is his uh, call. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he dictates it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, it is and that and that's and that's the other issue. It's not even that his play is declined. He's I am I'm, I'm on the record that he is such a dink in the locker room. I really just can't stand not a dink, but just such a Madonna, he's well, such a Madonna. He calls his own shots. Yeah, yeah, he does, and I, I can't, I can't stand that in a player, especially in a team sport like hockey where everyone's fighting for one another. And I, 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 swear, I swear he looks out for number one, and that's it. He thinks that he. I don't think he, he has the ability to to see that. I mean, he broke his leg. He suffered an injury. What the talus bone? He's thirty three. That supposedly he he came out and said in a story, if I played like football or something else i'd be done playing soccer Mm -hmm. i couldn't play so i mean this was a big big deal Mm -hmm. um but again too this all goes back to these guys the thing the conversation i think that you got to have with Suter and parisi and possibly koivu is guys it just didn't work like Mm -hmm. you got to realize it didn't work and if you want to continue to play for us you certainly can and and in the case of uh Ryan and Zach, it handicaps you because I don't think that that you can move them as those thirteen year albatrosses no. are constructed. But like the conversation is, it just we tried, like right. like we made the playoffs with you. But you know, July fourth, two thousand twelve, that whole thing was Stanley Cups. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. that was never about mm-hmm. let's get back in the playoffs. I sat in my car on Fourth of July and listened to it instead of going to the party I was supposed to be, and I sat in there for three hours. And it was fantastic. Was, it was yeah, awesome. It was, it was one of the best 4th of July's yes. ever had. Oh, yeah. It was a <laughs> hell oh, of a day for Minnesota sports. And because of that, I would never criticize it. Yeah. Like, I've never right. said... It revitalized the franchise. In retrospect, 13-year contracts were stupid, but you know yes. what? At that time, I'm with both you guys. I said to myself, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest free agency day in the history of sports in this town. Mm-hmm. Twins, Vikings, yeah. I don't care what. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not even criticizing it, but I do think, as we sit here today in 2018... The realization is it just didn't work. And so now you've got to sit those guys down and be like, guys, this has to change. Uh, I would offer – Koivu's got a complete no move, which is crazy. So yeah. is Suter and Parisi. Right, but but Koivu's got one year left on his contract after this. I would offer him the opportunity to to be traded. So Because I think he would take – he might take it for a, a list, run. right? Say, yes, a he's list. got a complete – yes. He might. He's got a complete he might, yeah. no move, but I would say, Miko, we're going to get bad. So if he if he says no, are we back to a buyout? Like, is, is it is it move or buyout? They can't buy out. This is it, it would result in a total buyout of seven point three million dollars. So no, no I think you're stuck. Then and, and I it, think you're stuck. But that, who cares? You're just yeah. you're you're going to be bad. Yeah, and that, that well, also if you bought him out, it's it's over two years, so it's it'd be like three and a half for next year and three and a half for the season, which is dead money. And I hate dead money, but mm-hmm. it, it is an interesting scenario because how, how do you tell? And this is going to be great. How do you tell the captain that either, hey, either you're going to get traded, like wave your no trade clause, or buying you out? Ask the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. When they took away Thornton C, but they didn't move him. How do you handle that? Well, Dustin Brown, too. Right. But that's what I mean. There's been teams where they've transitioned away from captains, and it's been successful. Now the Kings are not exactly 
world beaters right now, but they, they I think they won a cup after they took away the C from Dustin Brown. And then San Jose, obviously, with last night as an example, they're doing pretty good as well. I think you need to have that. I, As much as you could say you could trade them away and that's going to fix things, I think there needs to be some sort of baton passing down where they're – it shows the organization that the old they respect the old leadership, but also welcome the new the new and just the respect factor because I think that's a big thing is that there's just such a divide between the younger guys and then the older guys. There certainly was, yes, and and I, I think in the case of the Kings and the Sharks, when they stripped the C off their players, the hope the hope was to. Um, boost the franchise right, again. And elevate in those young case, players. In this case it wouldn't be that. It would right. just be Miko, we're not going to be good. Right. So here so so give us a list. LB, you're you're right. Give us a list of five teams. Like we'll see. For who? Because he for Koivu. Oh okay. Because but the point is this wouldn't be to like embarrass him or strip mm-hmm. him or strip him of the sea because you think you're gonna get good. Right. This would be a a uh, a life raft of sorts yeah. to you know what? You're a center you could probably go play third line with a decent team for, for the rest of the spring or something. Right. You know, go jump on a playoff team and go exactly. see if you can win a cup. I bet you he would do that because I'm didn't didn't his brother wasn't wasn't he uh Saku. A, Saku. yes, wasn't he uh, a result of a couple of late late year deals and in an attempt to, to the Ducks, win a right? cup? And yeah. he had an opportunity to come here and he said no. He, he yeah. wanted to keep, there was an opportunity where he yeah. could have been traded. He said that that's Saku my Koivu team. said no. Can you imagine two Koivus on a team? Can you imagine what the wow. fan base would I'll do? I'll take Saku. Can you imagine, could you imagine? Oh, I would take him in a heartbeat. Can you imagine? He was a captain of the Canadians oh. as a fin for God's oh, he was a, sake. He was a he was, he was a unbelievable. Player. He was unreal. Very good player. Um, but yeah, I think. But I do think that there needs to be, and but that's the thing is like, who do you give the C to? The next person in line is Cunning. Do you care at this point? Transitional. It's a transitional. Case. I and yes, think I think you're right. But Cunning's the next C, but yes. is he, you can't give it to him yet. No, no, and and but I'm, I think you could. I'm you just can't. He just he's you can't. He's in his so third game. I'm talking from a standpoint right now of dismantling the roster. Like mm-hmm. I don't care at this point. Like you're. Long term, LB, I agree, you're right. But we, Lynch, we, you're we right. can have the dumpster fire, but we have to have some seeds. Because I, I agree with you, fire sale. Let's burn it, controlled burn. Well, think, we have to have some hope for people. I think too. your, I think your potential captains are cunning number one on that list. Uh, I would not be surprised if Greenway matures and a in into a a guy that can lead that uh, room. Now, what I don't know about that room is I do know that there was a time, and this is back what three or four years ago, where where. LB, you're exactly right. The room was really fractured, mm-hmm. and the young guys and the old guys didn't get didn't get along at the time. I don't know if that's the case now, and I think Stahl actually might have helped that. Well, plus, and like, Zucker and all them have kids now. Yeah, They're not say, 21 and, ripping it up in St. Right, Paul. and that group of yeah, – Which right, I no, saw but, yeah. Granlund and Zucker and that whole group is older now. Mm-hmm. And they're part of the problem, too, in the fact that it just didn't work. Right. It's, they're complicit in it. Like the Fletcher mm-hmm. Wild just didn't work. Right. And the day that he was shown the door last May sort of w- was an admission to that. Right. Like, Chuck, it didn't work. You're fired. And then the next thing is, Paul Fetton, come in here, observe what you've got, and right. now you're going to have to start to tear this thing down. Speaking of Fletcher, what the hell is going on in Philadelphia right now? They they're handling that. I, well, this I kind of feel brutal. bad for Chuck. I kind of we, I, I feel bad. No, this is so, this, we have to recap okay. that for the listeners. Okay, before so we, we get after. Oh, it. Okay, so Ron Hextall, the former Flyer goaltender, is GM. Yep. Or, or I'm sorry, I think he was president. Or no, no, Paul Holmgren, who's from St. Paul, who played oh, for yeah. the Flyers for a long time mm-hmm. and briefly was a North Star, I believe, is team president. He's still there. Mm-hmm. Hextall is his GM. Hextall takes on the exact same philosophy that the 76ers took on. The whole trust the process, process. it's going to take some long time. It's going to take a long time. Flyers are bad, bad, bad. They're not great. They're bad. Blah, blah, blah. 
ownership finally says bleep this. Home, like, Holmgren, <laughs> Holmgren fires Hextall, doesn't fire the coach Dave Hextall, yeah. hires Chuck Fletcher. Not quite sure exactly what that's all about. But anyway, and then on Sunday, a story breaks with Flyers on the road that Hackstall has been fired and, and replaced Quenville by Joel Quenville. Yeah. The Flyers say, no, BS, not true. Monday, Hackstall supposedly, and I guess Fletcher had told Dave Hackstall going into the road trip that the Flyers just got off of, that I'm going to decide your fate on this trip. That's a great idea. Wow. Monday before practice, Hackstall goes to Fletcher and says, you got to give me something here. Like, mm-hmm. tell me what's going on. Fletcher says, I can't. You're fired. I, so he fires him. <laughs> the Quenville thing, which uh, I'm guessing there's is true. Noth- there's nothing on it, though. Like, they have an interim coach right they now. They brought in they, – they promoted their mm-hmm. American Hockey League coach. Mm-hmm. And so right now things stand. And, and Carter Hart, their hotshot 20-year-old goaltender, who they, oh, wow. were, who they were purposely going to leave with Hextall in the minors – has now been called up and started last night. And won 3-2. And won 3-2 against Detroit and was the number one star. Mm -hmm. So basically now the mandate of Chuck is win now, forget to trust the process. That's the cliff notes of this whole story. Uh. Chuck's like a, it seems like a guy that would be good for teams that have talent that are, that can do like a uh, Winnipeg a couple years ago and they get lined and all of a sudden, boom, they're right there. He would be great as a GM of a team like that. Problem is, when new spots open up, it usually isn't because the GM's doing a good job. So he's given teams that are complete, you know, just assholes. And I don't, I, I've never heard of a coaching thing like this where it breaks that they're getting fired, but then they're like, no, that's not true. And that just all, I wonder who the leak was. And like, where's Joel? Is he going to go there? Did, don't the Chicago Blackhawks have to they, give him permission yeah, to, to they, coach there? They own there? his rights I, for like, I think right, but season. and it's an enormous amount. But yeah. if if the Flyers but then they don't give have to pay him right the to Blackhawks. the Blackhawks, yeah, I think I think the out is that the Flyers would have to pay the Blackhawks an exorbitant amount to get Quenville out, out of that contract. But I bet they've done it. I or thought will they just took it. on that contract. I didn't think that they essentially bought him out and signed him to a new one. I thought they just took on whatever contract he was on. No, there there was a there's a buyout. Oh. So it, so the Flyers have to go to the Blackhawks and buy the Quenville contract out and give them a huge. Basically, the Blackhawks still own Quenville's rights. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, in Fletcher's case, I get that he wanted a job. I'm not sure with the mandate that they put here in Philadelphia that this is the best job to have taken. Where was he before? Was he was he like an assistant GM for the Islanders or, Devil, or Buffalo? Chuck was a or, or the Devils. Ch- uh, Chuck had a a haughty title with the Devils as some type of senior advisor to the GM. I don't understand why he just wouldn't chill for a year and just let it ride and let things settle. I'm with you. And then I go. Mean, I mean, because other. What, what's hilarious to me is with what with just the players in the ice with the Flyers, the players the Flyers have and the players the Wild have, and how polar opposites they are, where the Flyers actually have a top-line, very top-heavy team with their front line. they got Giroux, they have Wojciech, they have Wayne Simmons. They have, they have really good players, but they don't have any depth. Wild have a lot of depth, don't have a lot Do of finishers. They? But the Flyers, I mean, if you cannot... They have a lot of bodies. Claude Giroux, Jacob Voracek, and Wayne Simmons are better than every player in the and Wild. And Simmons is going to be traded, right? They're yeah. breathing. They're better than every player in the Wild right so now. So where does, where does Chuck but, trade him? But from a team perspective, depth-wise, the Wild have a better depth, have more depth than the Flyers. And they're both at the same spot uh, in standings-wise. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious to me. Wayne Wayne Simmons is the exact type of guy... See, that's a short-term fix. Like, I don't want that trade. Because oh, the Flyers are going to want... Potential for him, right? I don't know. Are they? Because it's build- Chuck. I'm building here. If I'm Paul Fenton, I am all about the build. 
I'm all about trying to replicate what we what in his case we did in Nashville. Right, but say you move Charlie and Nino, won't you, and you say you, one of them's for draft picks, another one's for like some prospect. You have to have somebody come back because there's not that the you know the Iowa Wild are getting better, but they're not to any level that they were a few years ago. You got to right. get somebody so, back that can play this year though too. So Wayne Simmons isn't outside of the realm of possibility for the Wild. So it like, could be a makeup move. So honestly. perfect transition though. Obviously, you don't want to deplete your AHL team, but the, this the Iowa Wild for like the first time in seven years are actually playing very good. Mm-hmm. So you you do actually have options if it's March and you're really packing it in. You can call up a couple gophers and Kyle Rowan just includes and they can flip and play 13 minutes a night and solidify a top 10 pick. Like that that would be – I wouldn't be shocked at all by March 1st if – Half our forwards That's my are, boy, are, are right players there. right there. That's your boy. That's, the my boy. That's my boy. This is my, this is my plan. Yes. <laughs> no, That's, yes. This is going to take a few years. It's, I agree. It's fine. I'm fine with that. The rebuild doesn't need it. It doesn't take five years now, but I'm fine with a few years. Miss the playoffs. Miss it. Just don't make the quit making the playoffs to say that you made, made the, the playoffs. playoffs. I feel like Parisi and Suter are always like, well, we made the playoffs, and I just don't care. Like in 2018. I want to see you make the playoffs to actually have a chance to make a run, not some fluke run, an actual run. Yeah. Or or build the roster up to make that run. Like this has been six years of the same BS yeah. to me. I love the line. At of, first it was fun, but I, now I'm just done with. I it. love the line of the Wilder, one of three teams to make the playoffs six years, with being like Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, the others. And it's like, yeah, those two teams have been to the Stanley Cup in that span, and the yeah. Wild haven't haven't right. been to a game six of a semifinal round in five years. I mean, years. look at the Red Wings; they went to playoffs for twenty straight yeah. years, but they won like eighteen thousand cups. Yeah, so no, right. I'm yeah. like, I don't care when they lose in the first round to Arizona because yeah. they've won cups and they've stripped, and they're down, okay though. with yeah. it. Yeah, right. And they're still Chicago. trying to figure it out yes. too. They, Detroit hasn't turned around as quickly as they had had hoped right because they've been rebuilding for a couple of years so what so say let's look back at the nhl in the last five years of like rebuilding teams that suddenly have kind of made a step or haven't what's the equivalent of the wild right now say in the last five years of a team i don't want to be the predators or jets i jets. love what they've done i'm saying <laughs> not want what are they what do you think they are well i think that's up, up to uh fenton like i don't know because mm-hmm. it's going to take but i want to be the team presently that I have fallen hard for, like in love with, is Calgary. Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. love what Calgary's done. Now, now because the key now is it's not to do what your Kings did back in the day because they got they were a heavy team. Like they were a great yep. playoff team. Mm-hmm. But now that's a little bit passe. Mm-hmm. And the key now is to be a heavy but fast team, fast. Mm-hmm. which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But that's what I have. Like I watch Calgary now and I'm like, that's it. And people are like, they're cheap shot. Yeah, but you know what? They're tough as hell, but they're fast. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, playoff-wise, goaltending could be dicey. It's good right now. You know, um, a goaltender they might take a look at would be a good <laughs> Yeah. I would but, move it. I, I bet you. I don't know if they oh, do it mid season. I'm with you on this. I they uh, they should they should trade Dubnik because he he's actually playing better these last few games despite the wild getting shut out last night. He's actually and that's coming from me. No, he played. He played well these he last was not few the games. Problem nope, he's the not the problem. Game. And so he actually, I think, is more valuable than say Mikhail Granlin because there are so many teams that are in playoff position right now that are playing with goalies who are playing really well but have not shown during their careers that they have the ability to lead a team through the Check playoffs. Check out Wildcat Friendly. Oh, his contract. He's got a no and he's got a no limited. trade but yeah, I but it's, it's it, I think there's 19 te- I think I just saw this. I think I think he can list 19 teams to which he he would he, accept. It's a pretty high amount of teams that he could accept a trade to. Right. So I don't think you're I don't think you're off your rocker to suggest this. Well, it's just like you can get something for him. 
he still has a few years left. He has a friendly goalie contract. There are plenty of teams that are that are in contention that did not think they were going to be there. And at he this could point. stay with that team. And if when people much like the Minnesota Vikings, when you have a year when you're doing really well, it's really easy to speed up the process and make quick twitch decisions on being like we're, we need one piece. When it just this year the bad piece isn't you know as apparent. So they say, hey, let's bring in a goalie like a Calgary, like a Buffalo, any of those teams that did not expect to be where they are. They'd be willing to go because how long have they been bad? Yeah. A long time. And they, they, like, right. they want their fans to get on to go for a and run. Calgary, and that, that's a, a really good example to me because that's a team now that's definitely peaking. Mm-hmm. Like Buffalo, I could see. They got years ahead. I could see mm-hmm. them be, being like, well, it's not yet time to do mm-hmm. that. But Calgary, I could completely see it. Right. You could see it with Calgary. You could see it. With, I mean, has Ben Bishop been good in Dallas? I, no. I don't think they would trade him in their division. I but. agree with that. I'm, I'm with you on, on that because of the amount of time left on the right. contract. I think trading him in the in the Western Conference would be tough. I think Pacific, you might do it. Right. I'm with you. You wouldn't trade. I don't think that you would trade him in the Central Division. Like though. in Ottawa, Craig Anderson's like 10,000 years old. They're bad, but they have they have plenty of picks and stuff. And to, and to play devil's advocate against myself, I think if <laughs> are you if arguing you, with yourself? If you so, which, which hot take is this? Declan <laughs> who's our only child right now? Right. <laughs> Is this Declan 2.0 or Declan 1.0? This is not Stone Declan. This is not Drunk Declan. No, you don't. No LSD. This is tequila Declan. No, yeah, yeah. This is tequila Declan. I, I think it's going to be an extremely hard sell to a fan base if you trade Dubnik. I don't, and I, don't ca- I know everyone I don't says care I don't care about the, about the fan fans. Base. I get it. I don't but, care about the fan base. I can't oh, care about them right now. This fan base is just as likely as any to accept it, though, because they were an educated hockey audience. I just don't think Leopold goals for moving the goaltender. But, but he's got – but but – Declan, at some point in time, Paul Fenton has to go to him and say, you right. hired me for a reason. Like, if the reason is, if he really thinks tweaks work and, and wants to maintain the status quo, then Paul Fenton took a really bad job. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that. Like, yeah. Paul Fenton has to say, Craig, you are a massive fan, and I appreciate that. And you've spent your money, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I'm running your hockey operations department, and I know a lot more about this than you do. And this current construction doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so, and and back to both your points is then the discussion is okay. What gets us the most? Yeah. Like, like the fans say, we'll trade Charlie Coyle. Well, you're not going to get much back yeah, there. I mean, <laughs> not and, for and you could say there. what gets you back the most, but what also expedites your process of getting better? What's the easiest way to get to start losing more games? Put backup goalies yeah. in as full timers. <laughs> and I I have trust in Alex Stalock, and I actually think he would do all right. But that's how you fire sale it. Dubnik is a good goalie. He's just inconsistent. But if you want to get something back and get stuff for the future, but also help the rest of the team out in their draft position for this year, you're getting both. You're and getting future assets and a better better draft pick this year. And to be the advocate against the advocate of me defending oh, the advocate, oh we were just looking at goaltenders. And the UFA, this class, though, for goalies is we were just looking at it. Yeah, there's a, ton of there's, U- a lot of, there's a ton of big UFAs coming a, up this year. And especially middling mm-hmm. goalies that can... Take 40 starts throughout the year right. for a team that's going to be a top 10. Right, or they're older where pick. it's just like a bridge goalie until they decide right. to draft somebody who's actually decent. Because there's there's a ton. Bobrovsky's coming off the books. Jimmy Howard. I would take a look at Jimmy Howard. I haven't always been a fan of his. But like, but like I 57 years old, too. Yeah. Right, but that's the thing. Sure. You have a lot of guys where they're Devin Dubnik types, but yeah. they might come cheap. They do, they're do. they doing the Ryan Miller thing in the twilight of their careers where they're taking one, two-year deals and going from there. I would say take a look. Trade it away. He makes three. His cap hit for Dubnik is three and a half next year, and then two and a half the year after. 
what other team, what other goalie of his caliber has that cap hit oh, for the yeah. next few he, years? His contract is great. His contract's it's ridiculous. Great. That's the right. best contract. Like said, Calgary would be like, sign me up, sign me up, yeah, sign me up, because right. then they can re-sign their guys. They can get those, get more pieces. He's a perfect asset trade piece where he's still good. I'm all for it. But he's so cheap. I'd be very curious if he did it in season. If he did it in season, I'd. It's hard. Like, but, Goalie okay, trades but are what's, hard in season. But what's the okay? L- let's go to the fan end here. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, are you really going to make a run at a seventh consecutive playoff berth for the sake of saying it? No, 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 no. Like the but the fan base. Like at some point in time, Paul Fenton has to be allowed to do what's going to make this team good. Like this mm-hmm. team needs to pursue a Stanley Cup, and mm-hmm. they can't do it right now. Yeah. And does the fan base not get that? They I, and is going yeah, and saying, "Dude, <laughs> yeah. really that great a thing." <laughs> We just got to find somebody with a similar name. It's not that hard. Yeah, right. you know, everybody can, if Staylock's in there, everybody can sing. Why don't you stay? Yeah. Just go Rihanna Ooh. on the bit. Here we go. Sing and bleed. Let's end it right there. I, I, let, we always end it on me singing. No, but no, 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 we're no, not done. Answer the question. What's the, like, what's the worst thing? Like, you're not going to sell out for the thousandth time in a row? I, sell out. And I think that, but I do think that <laughs> got that, the that matters to Leopold. That's a huge issue to Leopold. Yeah, but it's not like all I don't agree with ticket it. holders are going to vacate all their tickets hi- next year. Why did you hire Fenton? Yeah, then, then what yeah. was the reason to hire Paul Fenton? Great. Then, then keep Chuck Fletcher. Great yeah. question. If you just want to be a middle of the road team, we might as well just move them down to middle America and just. Hang the on. only person I feel bad for in this entire thing is one guy, Boudreaux. Yeah. Yeah. I it do, sucks he for didn't him. sign on for this. And, I, and I think he's really good. Yeah. yeah. I love the guy. And I think. God, do you think he has another job in him after this? After they left, because they're Fenton's going to want to bring was, his own dude. He was on the record that I'm. Didn't he say this was his old last? Huh? How how old is he? Let me look. I thought I remember him saying reference. that this was probably like his last go at it. I don't think he's. You don't, I don't, you don't think, think so, so now. Because no, and you know what? I think that he because because the playoffs. Sixty-three. Okay, the playoffs are such a weird a weird thing. Like he's got the, he can't win game sevens and all that. Like, it's BS. I don't buy that. Yeah, like it's fluky stuff. Yeah, so I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But I think in, in watching him, I think he's really good. Oh, yes. Oh, I agree. Like, I think he's really good. The only thing I don't like is I don't like the fact that Suter dictates his playing time. And I think Dubnik does too. Yeah. I mean, Dubnik played all four games of this homestand. Why? Yeah, we've beat that drum every right, single but like, podcast. Why didn't, yeah. why didn't Stalock play Thursday against Florida? It makes it makes zero sense. Yeah. Maybe they were but wanting him to work through his crap, and now that he has, they maybe did. he plays, but it's They still. did, but it, but it all goes back to then our discussion about, okay, he worked through his crap, but now he's working too much, yeah. so he's going to go back into the crapper. Well, plus, it's going to hurt his trade value if he starts playing like poop again. I just think that there's... <laughs> I, I would like to apologize because you're right. A fortnight ago, I said there might there, there was something here, and I was beginning to, to believe. But it's just Matt Dumba's loss is a big loss. Huge loss. But it's I was not, surprised how dis, how bad the defense was without him. So I was wrong on that part. Well, too. he just brings so much yeah. offensively, too. But right. he is his loss is a big loss, but this team is regressing with or without him. Mm-hmm. And and he is one of the very few people I would definitely not trade. Right. His his goals but, are the ones that are creating those seven to one games where it seems like they're back. He's yeah. they're winning despite or losing well, despite him. I just watched Brent Burns play, and I mean Burns is still Ugh. far from a perfect defenseman. But my God, he's so good. Carlson's flow. Though. Did you guys see? Oh though? my God, it's did, heavenly. I swear to God, the Sharks did not. I swear that Carlson or Burns was on the ice every second last night. Good. One. I would them. do the same thing. That flow is – No, it's he's got beautiful. The creeper, he's got the creeper stash, though. Who cares? He's he's Carl, Carlson looks like a pirate. He looks like a Captain Morgan guy. I he's love, awesome. Right. I love Eric Carlson. I love Dave Yeager at the Timberwolves game chopping it up with them. Did you see that? I saw that they were at the game courtside. Yeah. No, I didn't see they, Yeah, He was just – he was talking to him. Well, 
Dave, lo- Dave benched a starter yeah, in the first quarter. They're down 33 points, and he's, sh- and he's shooting it with Brent Burns and Carlson. I thought it was the funniest thing. They went to the thing. basketball game? Yeah, they were courtside at the basketball game on Tuesday. It was, yeah. ho- or Monday. See, it was hilarious. You should have gone. You could have gone yeah. to see well, Carlson. Well, you know, if Burnsy. You- I, I would I would probably pay like a hundred dollars just to be like Carlson. Can I brush your hair? Just because it, it seems have so a beautiful. have a side. What's the difference between yeah. his hair and your hair? Oh, it's there's well, first of all, mine's impeccable, and so is his, but it's a different impeccability mm. scale. We'd have to I'd have to do an article or a very deep dive podcast to really do goalposts. 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 Let's what you're compare about. hair. Danny Cunningham and William Carlson, Brent Burns. Let's put them all. Well, now, all now does Carlson have product in that hair? Or oh no? yeah, or oh, they, yeah. they'll always slick it back before. Oh, yeah. He's one of those guys that actually really cares about it. That's why, like, you can you can tell that there's definitely some. some I'm, sorry, I'm thinking about growing effort. mine out again. I'm, I'm, I'm I would pay I'm you hundred dollars yeah. to grow flow. Yeah, oh, you got potential. He's got oh, potential. Can we do playoff beers when the Wild don't make the playoffs? You you want to do a playoff beard? How are you going to participate with? I'll just draw it. Or I'll try on. to grow. I'll just think really hard. I'll be hard more than happy to let grow. my facial hair grow if you're actually co- going to come in with a markered up face. I, I'll do it. I'll do it if you guys do the playoff beard thing. I'll do it. I, I this swear is, to God. I, I look 12 as it is, so I and this is the only thing I can grow. I just want to see Obviously, what kind of pe- cabbage pod- patchiness yeah, we got Yeah, the podcast can totally see what I'm doing right now. But I, but I'm I, far, I just I'm I can't grow like, facial hair. Touch of gray just for men. Not a touch. No, not a touch of gray. No, I'm serious. My beard's all gray. I'll walk in here with a drawn on playoff beard if you guys start growing it out every day. Let's do it. I think that'd be funny. I'd pay to see that. Good. Good thoughts. All right. Besides that. We done? Go wild. Other than that, Ish. Mrs. Lincoln, the play was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Been a great season. Let's right. hold on for dear life. <laughs> Time to dump. Bye.